Good morning, class. I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. We'd like you to say that when we start this, and when we make a confession, uh, participate. Don't just watch it and listen to it, because the Lord... Uh, is, is called the apostle and high priest of our confession of what we say. Important that we choose to declare things that we believe. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us. We've saved you a seat up front. And let's believe God for answers today. Lord, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for what only you can give your anointing, your grace, your revelation, your light of your truth, of your word, and uh, the quickening of your Holy Spirit in our inner man and our outer man. We ask for it, we reach out to receive it, and we know it's your will, so we know you hear us, and we thank you for granting it to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Look please again in 1 John, the fifth chapter, 1 John chapter 5, we've been talking about faith that overcomes, overcoming faith. 1 John 5 and verse 4 says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The scripture talks about in 2 Corinthians 4, um, 13, talks about the spirit of faith. And um, uh, Timothy talks about the spirit of fear. So there's a spirit of faith and a spirit of fear. And that reveals it's more than just knowledge or mental processing. Uh, faith it encompasses your being. It's part of your heart. And fear can be the same way. Um, oftentimes, it's obvious that fear is absolutely illogical, unreasonable. So it's not the product of your mind. There's a spirit of terror and panic that people can yield to. And, and all of us have, have yielded to some fear. It's at some place or time. But we didn't have to. And we don't have to in the future. We can be, we can act like the overcomers that we are. And what is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. And who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I think some have misunderstood and thought that living by faith meant never having to use your faith. And that's certainly not true. If you overcame something, 
you're aware that something was against you or something was in your way. And there had to be some kind of effort to get over it. Or elsewise, you would have been overcome if you had made no effort and just given up, laid down and quit. You wouldn't have overcome. You would have been overcome. You would have been overwhelmed, defeated, conquered. So when the scripture says, fight the good fight of faith, that's going to involve more than just reclining on the sofa, drinking iced tea. <laughs> right? Fight. How do you fight the good fight of faith? You resist fear. You resist the bad report. You reject things that contradict and counter the good report that the Lord has given you. And oftentimes you'll have to do it more than an hour, more than a day, more than a week. And through faith and perseverance, through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. And you just got to make up your mind that I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a faith fighter. I'm not a quitter. I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm born of God. I'm, I'm, an I'm an overcomer. How do you overcome? Even the whole world? My faith. That's how I overcome. In Romans 10, he says, the word is near you, even in your mouth and heart, the word of faith that we preach. Verse 13, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be saved. In verse 15, he says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, that bring glad tidings of good things. That is a definition of the gospel. Glad tidings of good things. Then he goes on to say, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Uh, for Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So here he calls the gospel the report. And previously the gospel was called glad tidings of good things. Verse 17 in the Young's literal translation says, So then faith comes by a report and a report by the word of God because it's using the same words that were used earlier talking about a report. Hearing's also correct. I'm not saying it's not. But what we're talking about right now, we can be very uh, literal about this because he's saying the choice of believing the good report is ours to make in faith. And how we get faith, the faith that overcomes the world, is by when God gives us his good report. And we hear his good report. And this report is the saying of the Lord. Faith accompanies that if you'll receive it. And when you receive it, there's power to overcome. Our faith that we got from hearing the good report is empowerment 
to overcome what? The other stuff that's trying to, out of the world, the other stuff that's trying to convince us that God's report is not true. And so many times the, the enemy will try to uh, sway you and deceive you into thinking, that's just pie in the sky. That's, that's not realistic. That's, you've got to come down and live in the real world. And, and people say goofy things like, well, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Well, there really is no such thing. You can't be too heavenly minded. You can be goofy minded and call it heavenly. But the scripture says, since we are seated with Christ, let us set our affection on things above, not on things on the earth. The more heavenly minded, the more godly minded, the more God report minded you are, the more earthly good you will be. What we mind, what we hear, what we see, what we talk is our choice. We studied uh, on yesterday about what happened with Jairus. We looked in Mark 5, we looked in Luke 8 about how that Jairus came and said his daughter was at the point of death and asked the Lord to come and minister to her. He said he would. He's following him. They got interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood and took several minutes there talking with her and about her miracle. And, and then people from Jairus' house came while they're doing this and told Jairus, she's gone. She's dead. Don't bother the master anymore. This is the report of the sight, the seeing of the eyes, the report of the flesh, the report of the effects of the curse and death. This is report of the unbelieving world. And sadly, so many times, that's it. People accept it. To them, it's the final word. They don't even want to hear anything else. And so that's it. There, there is no opportunity for miracles. Because to them, that's the end of it. But Jesus was there because Jairus asked him to come. And immediately, the, the scripture said, as soon as, as he heard what they said, as he heard their report, he looked at Jairus and said, don't be afraid. Well, somebody say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Have you ever read that in the scriptures anywhere else? <laughs> Fear not. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. This is not just a, a good idea. This is life and death. This is win or lose. And what you must not do is say, I can't help it. If you were dealing with what I'm dealing with, you'd be afraid too. No, you will lose that way. If Jesus said, don't be afraid. Can you believe you don't have to be afraid? Can you believe you can do something other than be afraid? His word is empowerment, right? If you couldn't do it before he told you, 
You could do it after he told you because his word is empowerment. When he said, don't be afraid, how many believe there's power in those words that can quicken you and enable you not to fear? And apparently that's the first thing that had to be dealt with or they couldn't go on. That's the first thing that had to be dealt with. And that is from being hit with the bad report. Now at some point in your life, and at multiple points, you're going to hear bad news. It's not a bad confession. It's the world we live in. It's all the varied situations of where people are at and what folks are doing and not doing. You're going to hear some bad news. And depending on how close it is to you and how much it affects you, it will try to overwhelm you. And, you know, you, you go to the doctor and, and they run tests and, and they tell you, well, you, you got this disease. You got X amount of months to live. It's incurable. It's inoperable. It's not treatable. It's this or that. Now, don't get mad at the doctor. You went to them, right? You asked them for their help. We thank God for good doctors and nurses. And the Lord uses them. But here's the question. They're human beings like you are. Is their word the final word? Huh? They're telling you what they know, what they see. And in the natural, it may be exactly that way. But do you have to accept the words of men, the words of women, the words of professionals, experts, as the final authority, as the final answer? Well, that's it. They said it can't be done, so it can't be done. No, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. All things are possible with God. And all things are possible to him or her that believes. It's written. It doesn't have to be the last word. And that's what the case that he's telling him about those people that came from his house. And said, she's dead. Quit doing this. You can stop with all this. Don't bother the master any further. But Jesus looked at him and said... Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Only believe. And she shall be whole. Now he's got another report. I said he's got another report. He's got a, another uh, outcome. She shall be whole. And apparently those words rang in his ears. She'll be whole. She'll be whole. She'll be whole, and he must have stayed hooked with the Lord and looked at him and nodded or agreed or something because Jesus said, okay, all right, let's go. They kept going down the road, went all the way to the house, came in. People are playing sad music. They are crying their eyes out about poor little so-and-so who died, and it's so sad, and it's so terrible. And Jesus said, no, she's not dead. And then they laughed him to scorn. They mocked him and made fun of him. He said, that's it. Get out. Everybody out. <laughs> and he put them all out. 
but took Mama and Daddy and, uh, and Peter, James, and John. They went inside. And, and she's laying there stiff and cold and not breathing, dead. But they didn't accept that as the final word. None of them in that room accepted that, that that had to be the end, that that was the final thing. And Jesus called her name, or, or maid, or girl, you know, to get up and to arise. And the Bible said her spirit came back into her body and she went, <gasps> took a breath, took her by the hand. She sits up on the side of the bed. She was dead a few seconds ago. Why? Because Jairus did not let fear uh, cripple him spiritually. Did not, did not let fear seize his mind up. Did not turn loose of his faith that he expressed to Jesus about coming and she'd, be, she'd live. And trusted the word the Lord gave him. Can you say amen? amen? Refused to believe the evil report. Chose to believe the good news. The gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. God still does things like this today. When he can find somebody that'll do what Jairus did. Too many times people hear the natural and that's it. You can't even talk to them about anything else. Oh, the test said this. Okay, we're not denying that, but does that have to be the last word? Well, they can't do anything. Maybe they can't, but that doesn't mean nothing can be done. There is a God. I said, there is a God with whom nothing's impossible. Said out loud, all things, all things are possible with my God. And all things are possible to those that believe. And I believe. Isn't that in line with our text? If you're born of God, you're a what? Overcomer. And how do you overcome? Even by your faith. Go with me to the book of Acts, please. Book of Acts in the 27th chapter. Let's look at another example of this. Like I said, uh, the, the word is just full of this. You will find this over and over again. Examples of this where people had to make a choice. Do I believe this or do I believe that? You got bad news over here. You got good news over here. And it's your choice which one you, you hold to and which one you reject and which one you embrace. In Acts 27, this is the account of Paul being transported with prisoners, other prisoners, on a ship. And he's actually being transported, supposed to be eventually, to Rome. It was late in the year time for storms, and he cautioned them. He said, I perceive this voyage will be with much hurt and damage. 
And they didn't listen to him. The weather improved, and they thought, that preacher don't know what he's talking about. And they loaded up, and they set out, and it looked like it was calm. It was smooth for a little while. And then here comes this wind and this typhoon, and they're caught in it for weeks, days. They're carried away. Well, they can't get out of it. <laughs> it's not like you just go through the storm. They're traveling with the storm <laughs> and can't get out of it. <laughs> they threw all the cargo overboard. They even threw the tackling of the ship overboard. They're desperate to do anything to keep from the boat cracking up and sinking. And so uh, Paul, in the middle of this boat, got to praying. <laughs> It was, it was time. Acts 27, 18. We being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. That's the stuff you need to operate the ship. They're, they think they're going to die just any moment, any hour. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. What's the prognosis? <laughs> What's the outlook? Not good. <laughs> Are we going to make it? Huh? Give, give me a percentage. What's my chance? Are we going to make it? No hope. <laughs> Talk about a bad report, right? <laughs> All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. I mean, for days they had hope, but uh, it got to the point where everybody knew we're not making it out of this. All hope was taken away. And evidence, the power of the storm, the waves hitting the ship, this, this old wooden vessel creaking and cracking, you hear timbers starting to break. Um, you've been tossed up and down and in and out for days, all day, all night. Nausea, disorientation. You hadn't seen the sun in days. <laughs> you knew it had to be daylight sometime, but you couldn't tell. You're in the middle of a typhoon. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have listened to me and not left Crete. <laughs> People say, well, you should never tell folks, I told you so. Well, he did. He told them, I told you, you should have listened to me. Well, why? Well, they're all going through this typhoon because people didn't listen. And this is an important lesson to learn. There are times you go through things that you shouldn't have had to go on through because people in leadership didn't listen. People that were, had the authority to make the decisions did the wrong thing. They didn't listen, do right, and it affected you and affected others around you. But that doesn't mean you can't survive. <laughs> you can't make it because God can take care of you. Anyhow, even if some other people really messed up, God can still get you out of that situation. And he will, just like here, if you trust him. He said, uh, you shouldn't have loosed from Crete 
and have gained this harm and this loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. You got to remember, he's having to yell over the wind for them to even hear him. And every few seconds, salt water splashes you in the face. <laughs> and what's the message here? Let's say you're in the back, you know, about four rows back, and you're trying to hear what he's saying. You heard, shouldn't have left Crete. Oh, he's got that rubbish. <laughs> Should have listened to him. I wish we'd have listened to him. And, you know, be of good cheer up. Cheer up. Cheer up. That seems so contrary to reason. When you got no hope to be saved from the natural. Why would you cheer up? You'd have to believe something else to cheer up. When there's no hope, you're going to be saved. And what else can you believe? Here's the rest of it. Cheer up. Be of good cheer. There shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. This is one of the most valuable things you can ever receive, a word from God in the midst of a bad situation. Yes. Hallelujah. Because when you got the word from the Lord, you got the good report. Yes. You have heard the gospel and there is power yes. in the gospel. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Power in the good news power in the good report to deliver you from impossible situations. He went on to say, there stood by me this night uh, an angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. He said, fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. God has given you all them that sail with you. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Is he saying, I believe the good report. I believe what God, get your eyes off this typhoon. Forget about no hope. I'm telling you, we're all making it. God told us. And if you read the rest of it, they believed him. There was such anointing on that. They were convinced. They started eating something and they started celebrating, saying, we're all going to make it. And the typhoon's as bad as it ever was. And when the ship did break up, Every one of them on pieces of board and this and that, they made it to the island and nobody died. Nobody drowned. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. And our time's up again. But say it out loud. I believe, I believe the, report of the, Lord. the report of the Lord. Come back next time. There's a lot more to see about this. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week. The Lord's helping us out. It is so important whose report you believe. I want to thank everybody that's partners with us to help send this Faith School broadcast all over the world. Thank you for being hooked with us like you are. And without you, we couldn't do all these things. And I want you to know that as a partner, we can use our faith with you and for you. It's important that you don't believe bad reports, things that are telling you you can't make it in this environment or, or in this situation or in this area. Don't believe any of that. God is bigger and he can and he will perform his word in your life. Father, I speak over our partners.
And I ask you to reveal your word, your good report to them specifically about what you want to do in their finances, in the material realm of their life. I call them blessed. I speak increase over them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Agree with that. Don't fear. Don't believe the bad impossible report. Believe the good report and it will come to pass and you'll have a testimony. We'll see you again soon, back here in Faith School. I've got no-